Hey, 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 welcome to the Wealth and Business Podcast. On today's episode, I thought I'd bring in a, you know, someone very unusual, something that I don't really talk about most times uh, on this episode a lot, but I don't really talk about currency trading or I don't talk about Bitcoins. I don't talk about how people are killing it and making so much money uh, doing this particular strategy in their own wealth strategies. But the reason why I decided to bring this individual is we had a very massive conversation and he said, I've been doing so really well, making good money from crypto. I want to buy real estate. I want to own assets because this is the only way people really build wealth. This is the only way you can actually keep the money that you make rather than spending and spoiling those money. So it's going to be a really, really interesting conversation. We're going to dig into his background. We're going to talk about who he is, how he started, what made him choose his own wealth creation strategy. So without further ado, I want to welcome my brother, my friend. I call him Baylor, but he doesn't like that. He <laughs> likes to be called Mr. Premium Bells. Let's get it. Welcome, my brother. Appreciate good it, bro. Good Appreciate to have you on the show, man. Uh, it's good to be here, man. Appreciate good, it. Good, 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 good. So, Bells, you have been in the wealth creation strategy through crypto currency trades, and you've been doing amazing, really, really, really well. Yeah. So how did your journey start? So now it's crypto. Um, but I started through Forex trading like about four years ago. Mm. Um, so I didn't have any experience in trading, but there was a big buzz around trading and I wanted to kind of, you know, find out what it was about people making a lot of money. Um, so I found a company that were teaching people how to trade. They were giving people like mentorship. Um, so that's how I started my journey. You know, I just, I started learning from mentors that had the results um, in a trading game. And after two years of trading Forex, I started diversifying a bit into the crypto space um and in the last year i've like fully gone mainly into crypto now oh wow wow yeah. such a very interesting way for you to kind of kick off the show i'm yeah. really looking for the wisdom <laughs> so on this on this podcast we talk about wealth creation we talk about success we mm -hmm. talk about mindset a lot yeah. and especially digging into people's foundation mm -hmm. you know how did it all begin for them so I want to really get into knowing you and I really want to get the audience to kind of get to know you. Yep. So how did you begin to wanting to become an entrepreneur? Why not nine to five? Why didn't you get um, a job? Well, growing up, I wanted to be a footballer. Like I can most tell. kids, yeah. So <laughs> that, was, that was my main thing. So I've always played football um, growing up. And one of the reasons why I wanted to become a footballer was the financial aspect. Obviously, I enjoyed football. Yeah. But the financial aspect to be able to provide for my family, you know? So when I hit about 20 years old, um, no, 19, I got a scholarship to go play in America. Mm. So for me, it was like, that was make or break. Yeah. Um, after a year, uh, things didn't really work out. So I came back to the UK and I was like, okay, cool, I need to start making money. And that was when I landed my first job in uh, recruitment. That was my first full-time job. And I just knew from there that a nine to five wasn't for me. I just knew I just I was good at the job, but I just never fit in in that office environment, that nine to five environment. I always liked freedom. So um, from there, I knew this was like so. Um, I started, um, you know, telephone contracts. So it was it was difficult. I was hardly making any money, but I was pushing, and that's when I really that that was my foundation to to entrepreneurship. Even though I didn't make hardly any money, I learned like a hell of a lot about the mindset of an entrepreneur. Oh, wow, wow, wow. So what, what what was the breaking point for you where you literally said, you know what, 
you know, I'm just going to go all in, mm. you know, not looking back. I love the lifestyle. I love my freedom. Yeah. Like you said, you know, you didn't really, really enjoy, you know, the, you know, the work environment. Yeah. You know, so at what point did you, did you really just say, you know what? Regardless of whatever's happened, nine to five is not working for you. You know, you got started on entrepreneurship now, you know, eight years in network marketing. And what was that biggest, you know, breaking point? Um, that's a good question. I, I think I've had two major breaking points in my career so far. Um, my first three years in entrepreneurship, I was doing it part time. So I was still working a job. And I was barely scraping maybe three to four hundred pounds extra per month from entrepreneurship. Um, so my first breaking point came when I first went full time as an entrepreneur. So this was four years ago. Uh, so when I got introduced to the um, trading space, trading Forex, um, through a, an affiliate network marketing program, I was able to make the same amount that I was making in my job. And so I had a decision. <clears throat> should I, you know, cut all ties and go all in? And it's it's obviously more risk comfort of having that steady income coming from a job. So that decision was in 2018. I left my job. So I haven't worked full time since. And I went full throttle into entrepreneurship. So I was um I was trading <clears throat> and I was, I was also networking to help other people learn how to trade as well. Wow. So that was my major breakthrough into entrepreneurship because I was finally designing my whole day schedule, I was completely full-time. So it was very different from working in that job. Yeah. You know, the journey of entrepreneurship is never easy because especially when you're getting started, yeah. it's every day. Yeah. It's basically, there's no days off, yeah. right? If you're getting started, especially when you're starting from where, for example, you haven't gone to win an apprenticeship program, by the way, sorry. Mm -hmm. Or you haven't actually had a job, right? Yeah, yeah. Learn on it's the crazy. business, make a lot of mistakes, go bankrupt. And there's something I heard from, um, I think Grant has said this over and over again. In order to be actually successful in business, you have to go bankrupt many, many, many times to actually win. Boy, I've experienced being broke. <laughs> I know how it feels like trying to build a business and not having no money, like, you know, not having money to travel, sometimes no money to eat. Um, so yeah, I think my first four, three years in entrepreneurship, um, I experienced that. Because I, I was working a job, but I didn't always have a job. You know, I got fired maybe five times in that three-year span. Yeah. Because every job I went to, they knew I wasn't focused. They could tell that this guy doesn't want to be here because I had entrepreneurship on my mind. That was my dreams. Um, so I think I got fired from like five jobs in those three years, my first three years in entrepreneurship. So I went, there was periods where I went months without a job, just as an entrepreneur. And those times are difficult, man. Trying to build a business with no income. But I learned a hell of a lot about myself. I learned that no matter what, like you can strip everything from me, take everything away, I'm gonna get it back. So I learned how to hustle. That's 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 what I first learned, yeah. Bringing me to that word you just said, now hustle, yeah. right? In England, that's some is a word that people don't really, they have kind of, two perspectives to the word hustle. Yeah. You know, they either take it the wrong way or the right way. But in America, hustle is like literally grafting. Yeah, it means like, yeah. It's like It means like working, working your, that yeah. working your butts off. Yeah. That's what, yeah. you know, in America. And it's, it's very common. I, you don't want to say that in a corporate, yeah. in a corporate environment. Yeah, so yeah. bringing me to that word, was there any part in your life where 
you had to hustle really deep in business? Is there any part in your life where you felt like I was hustling the right way or I was hustling the wrong way? But regardless, it was yeah. leading me to my end goal. My end goal is to becoming free. Because mm-hmm. one thing in life, whatever we do, it's all about freedom. For me, freedom is very important because I know what it is not to be free. Because once upon a time, I was driving between 100 hours to 150 hours a week as an Uber driver. Yeah. I wasn't free. Yeah. I wasn't. So for me, I was hustling my driving job. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I was, and I had to do what I had to do. So for you, is there any time in your lifetime where you felt like I'm hustling, I'm not getting results, or I'm hustling, I'm getting a result, or I'm hustling a good way and a bad way? Yep. Um, I think I've always been a grafter, a hustler since mm. football days. Yeah. You know, like that's, especially getting a scholarship to go play in America. We used to wake up 4 a.m. to train. And then we'll, you know, rest or we'll train again at 12 p.m. We'll rest, we'll tra- train again at six. So that that motivation to get up and get get things done. Um, I think a big period in my life, which I didn't know was going to be a big period because it, it kind of came back to me, was when I was in that three to four year period, my first uh, three to four years in entrepreneurship, um, I there was a point where I gave up. Mm. You know, I actually gave up at one point. Um, it was a period where I couldn't find a job, right? And the business I was in, in entrepreneurship, it was paying me like 300 a month and I couldn't live off that. And I was just like, this is this is long, right? This is long. And I found myself, it was like a, a year, like a, a period of about a year where I started going the wrong way. Mm. You know, this was probably like, maybe like five, six years ago now. And I started looking at people making money the fast way, but in a wrong way. Yeah. And, you know, I I got, you know, I basically went that direction and I started making money in illegal ways. Um, and money was coming through quick. And I thought it was, you know, I thought it was good because I've never, you know, made that sort of money before. Um, but then what I quickly realized um, after about a year of doing this, is um, that fast money, first of all, is never going to last, right? Um, everyone I saw either ended up in prison or worse, ended up, ended up dead in that sort of environment by making money. Um, and two, what I realized just from studying is the same energy that you put into making money in illegal ways and the same skill set that it takes is exactly the same skill that it takes to build a corporate business or corporate yeah. company. Um, so that's when I made a transition um, when I found Forex. So when I found Forex, it was just after I gave up in entrepreneurship. I had about a year or even less than a year of like making money in the wrong ways and the wrong crowds. So getting into Forex was like, kind of like my get out of jail free card. It was like my second second chance, if that makes sense. I was like, you know, I could see people make, make money that look like me, they're young, they're black, they're from where I'm from. Um, so it made me believe that I could do it as well. Because traditionally, when I first started entrepreneurship, you know, it was just like Asian people winning. <laughs> Doesn't make sense. I didn't really <laughs> see people like me winning. So to see people like me winning in the trading game, um, that gave me motivation. So, you know, I kind of stopped um, what I was doing. I went full throttle after four months. Uh, I started making a full-time income. So then that's when I just went, like kind of full with it. Like go big or go home. Basically, yeah. Wow. You mentioned um, 
you know, whilst you were talking just now, and, and uh, obviously from the reaction, you know, you, you don't have to, you don't have to say, you know, if you don't want to, but yeah. it looks like your success has come from some serious pain of yeah, you being yeah. around the wrong, wrong people. Yeah. You know, and if you, if you don't mind, you know, would you want to, is there anything you want to say around having yeah, around yeah. those wrong people and what lessons did you really learn in life? Because, you know, at some point in our, our lives, we might have, you know, been in a situation where once upon a time you could have had the wrong conversation with the wrong person and then it come back to hurt you yeah, or yeah. you had a, you've been around the wrong person and, it, you know, it's done some damages. So mm -hmm. for you personally, as a person, you know, hanging around those wrong people, like you mentioned, and mm -hmm. your, you know, your current life now was a get out for you and you realise those kind of mistakes. Yeah. What was the biggest lessons that you learned and how painful was it? Um, it's crazy because the last, the last three, three to four years have just felt like it was a blur, right? It was strange because I got into, I got into Forex and I started doing, I wouldn't say like, like well, but I was making a full-time income at least, like an average two grand a month income, right? So nothing special, but it, for me at the time, I didn't need a job making, making that, that was what I was making minimum. Um, so about nine months in to me, you know, trading, I got arrested for something I'd done like a year prior to that. And it was, you know, one of the things I was involved in. And um, I remember speaking with, uh, I didn't know how big the situation was um, at the time. Um, but my lawyer said I could be looking at five years if I'm unlucky. And then since then, from that point, it was like, that's always been on my mind, right? Um, so after the point of getting arrested, you know, they done like a big investigation that took like another nine months. So I've done an investigation for nine months. Uh, I got, um, they, gave, they, they charged me and I got put on trial. The trial went for like another nine months. So you can imagine that's like a year and a half where I'm building my Forex business, but I've got this, at the back of my mind that I could be going away to do, do time and I could be doing big time. So that period was the toughest period of my life because I'm an entrepreneurship where your mindset needs to be solid. You gotta have a vision for your, the money every single day. But I'm, I'm having to do this and I'm going to court every day, you know, dealing with this situation. And then long story short, um, 2020, just before COVID, February, it was actually Valentine's Day. Um, we had a court date for our conviction date. <clears throat> and then I got I got guilty and, and they sent me to prison. No so way. this was crazy because I already had built up a reputation in a community as a trader, as a networker. And nobody really knew my past. Doesn't make sense because as soon as I started trading, it was like that's what I was known for. So nobody knew I was I was had a case. Nobody knew I was going to court. Nobody knew anything. So it's like one day a bells is here, the next day he's gone. So um, that period was difficult because I was thinking, what are people gonna think? I've built up this reputation as, as an entrepreneur. I'm doing well in the community. Um, I'm young, I'm, I'm grinding, I'm trying, to, I'm trying to make it happen. And the next thing you know, I'm in prison. So it doesn't make sense. It, it wasn't meant to be part of the story. But one thing I kept telling myself was um, a quote from a book that I read, I think I got rich, is every adversity brings with it the seed of an equivalent or even greater benefit. So I was just thinking, you know, what could be the benefit <clears throat> of me going to prison? And the first benefit was I had a lot of time to think 
and restructure myself, you know, really meditate on what I want from life. And two, it was a chance for me to use this as a story. Yeah. So that's why I said, I'm not gonna, when I come out, I'm not gonna shy away from it. I'm not gonna hide from it. I'm gonna speak about it. Cause I'm gonna, I knew this day was gonna happen where, you know, I would be interviewed on how I went from prison to becoming a six, seven figure earner. Um, so that was always part of the vision. And that was one of the benefits, you know, using it as a story that if I could do it, coming from that place, then anyone could do it. You know, you, you know, this is quite a very interesting story because I remember um, I saw something on your social media, uh, was it a couple of weeks back, and you said, I'm releasing a video tonight of, I'm, I'm telling you guys what I went through in 2000. Yeah. And I remember meeting you for the very first time in a business conference mm -hmm. uh, in Birmingham. And um, yeah, you know, you seem like a very easygoing person. And when you posted that on social media a couple of weeks ago, I'm like, what? Did that really happen? Yeah, I was, and... I was, I was literally going through that case when you met me, but you wouldn't be able to tell. You know, you'll never How be able to tell. You... Let's talk about the mindset because this yeah. is something that breaks anyone. Yeah, you know, it breaks you whether you're guilty or you're not guilty. It breaks yeah. you. And for it's only it's only not going to break someone who is a non-repentant criminal. Mm -hmm. uh, if it was a mistake that was generally made by yourself mm -hmm. because of some bad decisions around you, you've obviously learned through that process now. Mm -hmm. So how did you manage your mindset? How did you keep your sanity? And how, because this is quite something massive whereby you've grown a, such a massive reputation mm -hmm. and a business in the forest industry and all of a sudden you get in the wrong crowd with the mm -hmm. wrong people then you get sent to prison out and now very quickly built a seven figure business yeah it was it was difficult um i did put a lot of pressure on myself to make make the story but i'll be honest coming out um the work i was doing coming out of my mindset at that time it was much easier than um before i went in the hardest time for me was before I went in. Because as a leader, you have to have a vision yeah. for what, whatever you're doing, your organization, whatever you're building. And to not know if you're gonna be in prison six months from now or a year from now, it's hard to have a vision for the next five, 10 years. Yeah. Cause you don't know what your life's looking like. So I found myself in limbo for like two years, if that makes sense. From the time I got arrested to the day I went in, like a year and a half period, I found myself in limbo. That was the most difficult time. Um, and the only thing that kept me going was I wanted to, I said, worst case scenario, if I do go to prison, I want to have built something big enough that whilst I'm in prison, my family can still be, you know, um, my mum's bills can still be paid, the rent yeah. can still be paid. Because as an entrepreneur, you can make residual income. So that was basically my motivation. Let me put in as much work now. So worst case scenario, if I do have to go away for a few years, um, I've built something that can still, my family can still benefit from. Yeah. And how that, so, that, and that's how you de dealt with it? That's that's how I dealt with it. Um, it was difficult though, I won't lie. And I think that was one of the biggest reasons why I, I wasn't getting past a certain level. Because as soon as I came out of jail, it's like every every three months is a big, big level up. So it's like it was like shackles off, weights on my shoulders, nothing to worry about. And I just went vroom, like, I came out, I was in debt, I was broke. Because um, whilst I was inside, I wasn't making no money. 
and you know bills were piling up. So I got into debt. You know, I went from coming out broken debt six months later, became a six figure earner in in the same in the same uh, industry. Um, so I think it was I had a big mindset block. You know, even though I dealt with it, it was still blocking me from getting past the next level. And so when I did come out and I didn't have any anything to worry about holding me back, it's like I was able to just, you know, flourish. What was the reason why you came out to tell people that this has happened in your life? Once upon a time, you was in the wrong crowd. Yeah. And then you made bad decisions and those bad decisions led you to having, you know, being sent to prison. What, how, it must have been really difficult. I was in two minds, I'll be honest. Um, Cause I did, I, to be honest, I didn't think I was gonna go to prison. Um, I had a very good lawyer. When we went through the references, you know, my part to play was very minor. Um, it's not like I wasn't doing good things in the community. Because you had a good job, didn't you? Yeah, I had a, I had, um, had a, I had a, well, I had to go get like a, a job whilst I was in trial. Cause it looks better on your reference. And um, I was, we'll I was trading. <laughs> we'll delete that part. <laughs> right, you so. You had a good job when you. Yeah, so I had a job and, um, you know, I was, I was, I was trading the community. I was doing doing something positive, so I didn't really think I was gonna go in. But when I did get sentenced, that's when I had to think, okay, are you gonna hide from it or lie about it, or are you gonna be open? And the thing that really made me make my decision is I remember a lot of the things that I got inspired by yeah. was watching people that were like me that came from rubbish situations, you know, came from the gutter really, and it made it happen. And I remember watching these people on, on social media and that inspired me. But I wouldn't have known that if they wasn't open about their story. So I said, you know what? I know if I'm open about my story, someone will get inspired by it to say if he can go from, you know, where he was in that bad place and they can watch his story. And I made sure I documented it. So when I came out, I was posting the, the hard times. I posted everything. Every day I was posting me grinding. I was posting everything I'm doing. So that if you track back on my Instagram, you can see the journey clearly. So um, that was one of the reasons why I chose to be open about it. So you took your pain and you made it. You made a, your pain a success, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like that experience been in prison was the motivator was I can't go back there. That can never happen again. Like I saw, I was able to see what happens when you go down that route. Because remember, I'm seeing people that are doing life. I'm seeing people, 40-year-old men, that are speaking like 18-year-olds because they're in that environment. They don't know anything else. And I'm I just see, being in that environment, I need to focus on oh, yeah. <clears throat> I need to execute. So this this was my mindset. Wow. <laughs> I'm, I'm literally, I'm, I'm, I'm just like, wow. That's all yeah. I can say right yeah. now. It's crazy. So let's quickly now come into the excitement. Yeah. You know, so now you basically, you know, find yourself being an entrepreneur. You thought life was good. Mm -hmm. You was in the recruitment industry. And all of a sudden you've gone into, you know, having the wrong crowd, the wrong people, being sent to prison. Mm -hmm. And now you went, you, you know, you came out of prison and all of a sudden you are, you know, doing well in the same industry that you got started in. Mm -hmm. Now, did your industry reject you at any point in time? Did you have any sort of stereotypical attitudes towards you? You know, I mean, being open about mm -hmm. what you've been through could have actually stopped you in your industry. 
Yeah, to be honest, it was the opposite. You know, when I came out, like, there was literally, like, 30 people outside of prison that were in there, threw me a party. It was all over socials. And everyone just wanted to, like, it's like people just got inspired by the journey and they appreciated my honesty that I was open about it. So it done the opposite. What it did was it it just made people want to know who is this who is this person? How can you come out of prison and you're so active? Because I came out the same day I went straight to my laptop and I started grinding. Like after that party that they threw me, the next day I was on my laptop and I was grinding. And everyone, I was posting it. So everyone was seeing like, I'm not joking. I told everyone what my goals were. So I'm going to be a six-figure earner next year. And I was grinding every day. So people were like intrigued to see what, who is this guy? How can you just come out of prison? And you're just, you're just on it. Um, so it done the opposite. I think it done the opposite, to be honest. Wow. That's, that's, that's the thing about life, right? You've, it's not how many times a man falls, it's how many times you're able to rise up and, yeah. and, and fight. And, and there's something I, I learned from my dad. He says, fall seven times, rise yeah. up the eighth time. Yeah. Fall the eighth time, rise up the nighttime. eighth time and the, four, and, you know, and, and the night time and the 10th time and the 11th time. Yeah. Basically, the only way you would never succeed in life is to be a quitter. Mm-hmm. And I remember I interviewed John Mallott. John Mallott is an American multi-billionaire okay. uh, within the uh, um, uh, business space as well. He's also got a journey where he uh, has started his business. Before that, he went into jail. Okay. And when he was an accountant in jail, he realized all the, you know, the, the, the falls, you know, being in the wrong place. Mm-hmm. And today... He is a multi-billionaire in the US. Crazy. And he runs a, um, he's got a network marketing business with health. Okay. And uh, he's also a real estate investor and he's done so well. Okay. And just goes to show that, you know, it's not a good experience to, you know, to have. Uh-huh. Um, you know, being, you know, being someone who's been to prison, mm. you know, as long as you don't, you don't become a career criminal. Yeah, you don't yeah, go yeah. and do it over and over again. Yeah. Like, actually, you can change and become a better person. And he was an example of that. So I just thought I'd quickly share share that very, very quickly. Okay. So now, within your industry now, mm-hmm. how quickly and, you know, how quickly did you just, you know, make that, you know, make that transition and, and, and your business became a success? I don't mm-hmm. understand how it works. Yeah, so I'm going to break, break it down. I'm kind of trying to understand my industry, yeah. you know, I'll break it understand down. the industry quickly. <laughs> so, because you don't just become a six-figure earner in any business in mm-hmm. eight months, in five months, in three months. Yeah. But you've done pretty well since you came out, you know, yeah. over the last one year. Yeah, so um, my first six figures came through network marketing in the, in the trading space. Mm. Right, so I was with a I was with a um, academy who had like an affiliate networking program, where you get you know paid residuals for bringing on clients to learn how to trade, and I was of course, you know a trader myself as well, so that's where I made my first six figures, but then I just started thinking bigger. You know one of the co- one of my coaches, um, over the last eight years, one thing that he said that always stuck with me is, the one piece of advice that he said he will give himself if he was you know starting out is think much bigger much sooner so instead of now thinking as a typical networker i wanted to think as a businessman you know instead of just being an affiliate of a company i wanted to run my own company does it make sense so um this is where you know we had a team name mastermind investment group 
but I wanted to make a brand. I wanted to be wanted to be bigger than just Forex. I wanted it to be, you know, like a, a soap. I said in in 2022. So this was last year around October, November times. I set myself a goal. I said I want to help 100 people become six figure earners, and I said I want to help 10 people become millionaires. And I was the only six figure earner in my group in my network. And I wasn't a millionaire. There was no millionaires, no six figures. But I was thinking much bigger, mm. much sooner. So I didn't know how it was, how was going to happen, but I kept on affirming it. And then ideas kept coming to my head. Yeah. You know, and that's when I started looking more into the crypto space. Mm. It was more about a, about a year ago when I really started looking into it. Um, so now the the my, my main thing, what I do now, because I don't really trade Forex anymore. Yeah. Uh, the main thing I do now is I'll go to companies that would invest your money for you into the crypto space. Yeah. It could be yield farming, it could be mining, it could be different things. Because when people get into crypto, what they want to do is buy coins and like they're basically gambling. Yeah. Right. So I always told you, if you're new to crypto, the best thing I would do is find a company that would invest your money for you. Yeah. So you can actually get returns and you can use those returns to like continue investments. So I would go to companies, I would vet them, I'll, me and my team would do research, we would invest, you know, we'll see returns, and I'd also build a network yeah. of investors, yeah. and obviously we get paid a little um, commission. Yeah. Um, so there's about 10 different companies that I have partnerships with now, um, and I've, in the last six months, I've raised over 10 million in, in, in investments for these projects. Wow. Yeah. So how do you raise 10 million to invest into projects? How 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 does that come about? It will be long to explain on our on our podcast. Um but I think the the key the key things is yeah. um number one I think is belief. I always learn from number one to belief. Number two is leadership because you can't do it by yourself. You need a team. Um and number three is trust. You have to have trust in the community. Um and I think the best way to bring trust is your people need to know that you have their best interest at heart. Yeah. Because things aren't going to always work out. No. There's some projects that went left. Um, some projects didn't do it as well. But as long as the your people following you know that their leader has their best interest at heart, they're going to trust you. Um, so those are the um, three big tips. I had a big vision. I, I worked a lot on leadership and I built trust within the community. I say this all the time. Life is all about trust, isn't it? Life is all about trust. If you can't, if you can't be trusted, you can't literally. It, it's not gonna happen. Yeah, you have to be trusted. If you're not trusted, it can't happen. Yeah. So, in your journey, what has trust really done for you? Um, it's allowed people to believe in my vision. That's the biggest thing. Because, as a leader, you you see things that are not there yet. Yeah, that's what a vision is like. You can you see into the future, but it's in your mind, and you have to bring it into reality. Yeah. So when you're um, speaking to your community, it's like you're telling them about something that's not there yet. So they have to believe in something that they can't see, which takes. Um. But over the years, um, I've proved to my community that I could do it over and over again. So I, I think this is why the last six months just went very very quick. Wow, wow, wow. Yeah. I love I love how you kind of articulate things from point one to point two. I really love that. So now let's talk about seven you know, six figure earner. You've been talking about six figures, six figures. Yeah. What does six figure look like in terms of earnings? It means you're making over a hundred K a year. A year? Yeah. Or a month. 
no, I, I, you're a seven-figure earner if you're making 100K a month. Okay. Yeah, so you're a six-figure earner, you're making 100K a year. Okay. Um, you're a seven-figure earner, obviously you're making um, minimum a million a year, which is about 84,000 a month. Um, so yeah, so the goal was to create, you know, people or 10 seven-figure earners when you're making over mm. a million a year. So when you say, uh, uh, you, you know, the, the goal is to make six-figure earners and also make, you know, a few couple of millions, are you a millionaire yet? I, I wouldn't say I'm a millionaire, Okay. Right, because I haven't made a million, but my current income exceeds over eighty-four thousand a month. So, I would seven-figure earner would be how you'd how you'd say it. If that continues for the year, that's over a million. So this would be my first um, yeah. year making a million. So by the end of the year, I would be a millionaire. Confidently, I would have I would have made a million. Yeah, yeah. Great, great, great. <laughs> I mean, this is the thing about I I I I love numbers, and I and I love to talk about numbers openly. Mm -hmm. Because this my life, numbers don't yeah, lie. Numbers right? don't lie. I'm a numbers guy. That's why we get along. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, it's pretty simple. Yeah. yeah. You're, if you're, especially in an investment space, if you're trying to tell people that they can make a certain amount, the first thing that you should be able to do is let them know what you're making. Otherwise, it's it's cap, as as we call it. Yeah, because it's secret, isn't it? It becomes a secret, and when there's yeah. when there's too much secrets, mm. then you know. <laughs> the first thing I want to know if I'm going to do business with someone. Um, the first thing I want to, it's not the most important thing, but like we're in business to make money. So I need to know what the financial side looks like first. Yeah. Then I need to know, is this person a leader? Yeah. Do they have a heart for people? Yeah. Can I learn from them? But the bottom line is we need, they need, I need to know there's money being made first. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because yeah. without that, you know, it, it's not going to work. If, if without that plain understanding of the numbers, mm -hmm. the structure, the leadership, the, um, uh, in, in this industry, I've been in this yeah. industry for eight years, um, and that's why I've just decided to be very like direct open. and upfront and yeah. open because I I know it I know how it feels to be on the other side where you're not sure if someone's actually making money or they're not being open with it. Yeah, so I'm just I'm open. I'm open. I really I really listen, Mr. Bells. I really love your transparency, your honesty, and this is what the wealth and business podcast is all about. Every yeah. single guest that I've been on this show, you know. We talk from the point of you know openness, you know, um, you know. We appreciate the fact that not everyone is you know willing to kind of deep down, yeah, you know, deep dive. Sorry, so it makes you vulnerable, isn't it? Yeah, but, it makes you vulnerable. Yeah. But at the end of the day, you know, no one is. I I have this mentality of no one is perfect. Yeah, you know, if the world needs to know, they'll know. I mean, if the world needs to know, then you know you've got to say. But if they don't need to, they don't need to know. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I really appreciate your honesty, man. Yeah. So that why. Have you been looking into assets-based investments? Yeah. Hence, you're already doing so well. Mm -hmm. You know, in, you know, in the crypto industry, you're doing so well as you know as, a, as an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. Why the asset, you know, base, you know, sort of investment? Why are you looking into it? Um, it was it was something I always knew I wanted to get into. Yeah. When I was in prison, I created a game plan. I created a five-year game plan. Um, you know, when I came out, the the first goal in 2020 was to just get on my feet. The goal in 2021 was to become a six-figure earner. The goal in 2022 was to become a seven-figure earner. Um, and the goal in 2023 uh, was to start uh, owning assets. Um, I, I learned this from my mentor. Uh, the game plan he gave us was in the network marketing industry, you want to um, make make a lot of money, yeah. right? Then you want to invest that money into digital assets, yeah. i.e. crypto. 
crypto's high risk, high reward. But then you want to take that money that you made from you know the crypto space, digital digital assets, and invest it into hard assets, which is real estate, because it's more it's more stable. You know, if you the property game is very very stable, even though it's slower in terms of returns, it's more stable. So that was always the game plan. So all the money I'm making this year, I want to invest it into hard assets. Hard asset. Yeah. So I've been looking for a lot of you know people in the property space. It was um, Samuel Leeds. I was going to do his course, um, but it just wasn't the right time and I didn't have the capital as well. So I just wanted to focus until I've gotten to a certain stage. And of course, you, I was following for a while um, and I hit you up a few times on Instagram because I saw what you was doing. I knew you was consistent. Um, the biggest thing I saw is that you genuinely love what you do in the property game and you love helping people. Yeah. So I knew that some way, if I can find a way to add value to you, then you know, um, you can also add value to me and my network as well. Absolutely. It's all yeah. about value exchange, isn't it? Yeah, of course. Collaboration is the new currency, they yeah, say. Yeah, 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 of course. You're someone that's very driven with wealth creation strategy. Yeah. Because I remember we had a conversation and you said to me, one of the things I really want to do now is create that funnel of wealth creation. Yeah. Whereby instead of people wasting, all right, the asset can add. Your mindset is right from, you know, years of 18 years to where's, you know, you really, really thinking about success, wealth creation, you know, mm-hmm. that helps you as an as a as a person. Apart mm-hmm. from taking grow rich. Okay. I heard you spoken about a couple yeah, of times. Yeah. Um, it's funny because I'm I never used to be a reader. I started reading um I've been reading for years, but I started reading very frequently when I went to prison. I read twenty-four books in the seven months that I was inside, and I read some of them over and over again. And the more I read, the more I realized what I don't know. And I read a lot of books on finances. Um uh, the good ones were Rich Dad Poor Dad, um, yeah. Cash Flow Quadrant, Why the Rich Are Getting Richer. Those three books blew my mind. And from reading those books, I knew I needed to be within the real estate game. But I knew I knew it was going to take time because I needed to make money in my industry first and then, you know, kind of diversify. So those three books, like, were big, big books. Robert, Robert Kiyosaki, I love the way he thinks. Yeah. Yeah, I love the way he thinks, so... That, those books taught me a lot. And then I started realizing in our community as well, like where I grew up, we don't get taught these things. Yeah. We don't get taught about tax, yeah. about life insurance, yeah. about owning assets. Yeah. So I wanted to be the person that could find a way to bring this into my community. Yeah. Because not just about making money, if you don't know what to do with it, you're going to lose it. Yeah. So, you know, I teach my network. It's about, we brag about how much we can save now, not who buys a nice car or who's got this watch or who's got that. How much you save and how much did you invest this week? That's in our community, in our inner circle. That's the language. That's what we speak. So I'm promoting saving, investing. <clears throat> you know, making sure you you got insurance, life insurance. Making sure you got you know your taxes all sorted. All of these things that we don't really get taught in our community. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely, absolutely. So now, my man bells, what is the next twelve months for you in the crypto world and the real yeah. estate world? Well, we're still working. Um, we have about in a community between fifteen to twenty um, six-figure earners now. Um, because this is brand new, is it like they haven't made six figures? But the current what they're currently making each day, week, or month, um, it would accumulate to six figures as long as they carry on making that. If that makes sense, yeah, that's progressively. Um, exactly, exactly. So obviously, by the year, by the end of the year, you know. Ten, all the money we make 
this year is about now diversifying that into real estate. And real estate is just one, but there's other ideas we have. You know, there's loads of things. People in the, in the inner circle have different goals. Yeah. So it's about using this wealth, this network, this knowledge, this community yeah. to go and build wherever it is people want to build. Yeah. But the first next step after crypto is going to be real estate. Well, what's your, what's your game plan? Because you had a game plan for the for the crypto investment company. Now, what's okay. your game plan for real estate? For real estate, so for me, um, first things first, the three things that I believe you need in in any industry. Number one, you need to have a desire to want something. You know, you got to know what you want, yeah. right? So I really have a vision in my head for what I want. Number two, you need a vehicle that can get you there, either a platform. You know, absolutely. So this is the. <laughs> then I tagged you to just get your attention. So I'm like, look. I'm, I want to work with you. Like yeah. I'm hungry. I'm yeah. I'm studying. So yeah. you know, I've almost finished reading your book. And then um, you know, when we connected, you know, I didn't really say too much. I wanted to learn, so I'm asking you questions about the industry because I'm yeah. a student. Yeah. So I don't know anything about real estate. I'm not gonna sit here and be like I know, but I didn't know anything about the crypto space. And I I used the same approach. I was a student, and of course, along the way, you'll figure it out. You know, Richard Branson said, if someone offers you a great opportunity and you don't know how you're gonna do it. You start anyway, you learn along the way. Yeah. So this is going to be the same thing. Which is the most thing. important thing they say, say um, say yes. Say yes. Yep. And then figure out the rest out later. Figure out later yeah. Man, Bells, has been amazing having you on the Wealth and Business Broadcast. Yep. This individual is honest, mm -hmm. and I appreciate your honesty. You're very simple. Um, I mean, like, the sky's the limit for you. 100%. And we, with people in the property space at the moment, do you think they should be doing crypto on the side to raise more cash for investment? 100%. You know, and how would that look like for them as well? 100%. Your crypto game, you can make a lot of money very fast, um, but it is high risk. This is why I look at the crypto space as an uh, industry to be able to generate fast money income. And then it's about what you do with that money now. Go and invest into other things. So for people in the real estate game, and you want to raise capital, you know, investing first into crypto is a good idea. But of course, you just need to know, you need to have the vehicle and the mentor. Yeah. Because if you just go in there blindly, you're going to lose money. You know, yeah. there's no strategy, there's nothing. So you need people that are making money, have a system that are able to mentor you and set yourself a goal from there. And it, you know, it's, it's a good space to accumulate, accumulate wealth. So do you currently offer mentorship on crypto, on investments? I, I do. It's getting to a, it is getting to a space where I'm now mentoring my inner circle leaders to become mentors to others. Yeah, because there's there's about a solid, you know, ten individuals that I mentor, um, and through through them I mentor thousands. Yeah, yeah. So we do offer mentorship for sure. Um, is it paid or is it through the, the um, system? It's at, the way we designed it. It's actually free, mm. right? It's actually free. Um, but we have we have a system in place, you know, for somebody who wants to start generate generating a certain amount. Like a, one of our game plans is someone that has two and a half grand to start with as an investment um, within three months can turn that into a ten k a month income. Yeah. You know, through our investment strategy. Yeah. Within a crypto space, so um, you know, as long as somebody's coachable, they're willing to listen, they're willing to learn, um, they're willing to you know putting the work to study and understand the industry. Um, we have systems in place for anyone to win. Even my mum is involved in the crypto space now. Wow. Yeah, she's loving it. She's making money? <laughs> of course she's making money.
Because remember, the way we've designed it, you don't need experience. We have companies that invest your money for you, right? So it's like we're raising funds for companies. They have the experience. Of course, we have to vet these companies. Um, some some projects work really well. Some people some projects do medium. Some projects don't work so well. And this is this is why we diversify it. So we have about ten projects. Um, we had about thirteen. Two didn't do well, but we have like a solid ten that are, you know, doing very very well. Fantastic. Yeah. Man, it's been an amazing pleasure having you on the Wealth and Business Podcast. Appreciate I can't it. wait to bring you back. Yeah. Um, because I just love your wealth of knowledge, which obviously this was to introduce you, um, you know, to, to our podcast, to our community as well. Mm -hmm. So for anyone that wants to reach out to you, um, you know, that resonate with your story and they feel like they want to know a little bit about how they can probably invest two and a half grand, then make 10 grand, then make 20 and make 30 mm -hmm. and eventually take out the initial capital so they can now invest in real estate. Yeah. How can they reach out to you? Uh, best place is um, my Instagram is Premium Bells. Um, I'm pretty good on Instagram and replying. Uh, my YouTube where I post a lot of um, the current projects that I'm in um, is also Premium Bells. And uh, those are probably the best two places to to either follow the journey or to get reach out to me. Oh, fantastic. Thank you so much, my brother. Appreciate it, For man. coming to the show. Appreciate, really appreciate you taking time coming, man. Oh, appreciate it. So yeah. guys, you heard from Mr. Premium Bells. Amazing individual, very honest and very open. Uh, I just want to really, really, really encourage anyone um, who has heard this story and want to get to know him more to reach out to him. And guys, don't forget, we've got our Wealth and Business Summit coming up in November 2022. Get yourself registered, get yourself ticket once the dates are announced. And also, we are looking forward to our first and very own virtual award, um, Property and Business Wealth uh, awards uh, events coming up as well so make sure that you you know get yourself registered once it's going to be announced which will be announced in the month of june uh literally next month we're going to be announcing the dates and we're going to be announcing the time and um, it's all going to be virtual uh, we will be announcing all of that so make sure you uh, stick out for the information and, and we're looking forward to seeing all of you listening to this podcast anywhere and across the world uh, we're looking forward to seeing you soon on the next episode take care and it's daniel moses stay blessed and god bless